social nourishment that you need to make it through this difficult time of COVID-19 social distancing. Last week, we looked at the privileges of being in God's family. We have been adopted into his family through faith in Christ, but just because we are his children and heirs does not mean we get to coast on easy street. Remember, God did not need adopted sons and daughters, but we needed a heavenly father. That brings us to this week's topic, our responsibilities in the household of God. Our passage today is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. Let's go to the scripture. For through him we have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. While the circumstances which are causing us to spend a great deal of time at home with our families are not ideal, it has been nice at some points, but I have noticed an increase in the amount of housework that has to be taken care of. We certainly produce a lot of dishes, laundry, and trash. Everyone in my family has had to step up their responsibilities around the house recently so that the housework doesn't back up on us. Doing chores at my house does not make people family members, and failure to complete chores does not remove them from my family. An obvious reason for the delegation of household responsibilities to my children is sharing the load. Sometimes it would be easier for my wife and I just to do the chores ourselves. But our long-term goal is to create responsible, mature adults able to run their own households. This process can be difficult and frustrating at times, but some of you may know the joy felt when your children take care of their responsibilities without being asked. Part of being in God's family also includes several responsibilities. Merely performing these duties will not make you a member of God's family, and failure to do them will not remove you from His family. God loves you right where you are, but has plans to conform you to the image of His Son. He will accomplish this through certain responsibilities that He gives us. What follows is not an exhaustive list for the believer, but it's a start. The first responsibility is to grow. 2 Peter 3.18 says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we are born, we don't remain babies. When we are born again, we are not to remain spiritual babies. Several times the church is told to crave solid spiritual food, not just be content with milk. See 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and Hebrews 5 in connection. Building our knowledge base could lead to being puffed up with pride. So we must also practice grace with others, remembering the grace that we have been shown in Christ. The next responsibility is to read. A major avenue that the Holy Spirit uses to grow us is the reading of the Word of God. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible and is completely centered on the Word of God. Verse 18 says, Open my eyes, then I may behold wondrous things from your law. Verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And verse 11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. The Bible is a large book. If you're not sure where to start, I would suggest with the book of John and read with a pencil in hand to write down thoughts or questions, then take those to a trusted spiritual leader. The next responsibility is to pray. The other means the Holy Spirit uses to grow us is prayer. Every relationship is based on communication. The openness, consistency, and honesty of conversations build a foundation of respect and trust. Prayer is the conversation with your Heavenly Father. Jesus routinely took time to pray. The disciples asked him how they should pray. As you read the Bible, God speaks to you. As you pray, you speak to God. 
In your prayer, ask God to make real in your life what you have read in his word. Plan your day with the Lord, ask for his guidance, and share with him your plans and the special difficulties or temptations you may meet. Then praise and thank God for himself and for his blessings, and pray for the needs of others. The next responsibility is to worship. Worship can be done privately or corporately. Daniel Henderson says, Worship is the response of all we are to all of what God is. This may be done musically, through study, through service, or through our lifestyle. Romans 12.1 says we are called to be living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is our spiritual act of worship. And John 4.24 tells us we are to worship him in spirit and truth. Your means of worship should always line up with the word of God. Remember, this is a response to God and his character, not a means of appeasing him or meriting his favor. You are already accepted in his son. The next responsibility is to witness. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We have no problem talking about the things we like, restaurants, sport teams, or hobbies. It's our privilege to talk to others about what we have found in Christ. It may be intimidating at first, but it becomes easier and more natural with time and practice. Remember, the power comes from the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be a theologian. Just share what God has done in your life. Look for opportunities to tell your friends what Christ means to you. The last responsibility is to uphold the family name. When you're part of a family, you are a representative. Everything you say and do reflects on your family. Paul instructed the Colossians in chapter 3, verse 17, saying, Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Maybe I should have said this before witnessing, because if our behavior does not match our speech, what weight do our words hold? I've heard it said before, your life may be the only Bible that someone reads. So we need to ask ourselves, does our walk open a door for an effective witness? Do our beliefs and our behavior line up? Again, this was not a do and don't checklist for being a Christian. These may serve as continual checkpoints along our walk with Christ and our lifelong journey of being conformed to his image. Father, help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Use the reading of your word, prayer, worship, witnessing to others, and our walk, among other means, to conform us to the image of your beloved Son. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. In Jesus' name. Join us here Monday through Friday for more devotions from the Bible Fellowship pastoral staff and Sundays for our online services. You can go to our website, www.bfcsebring.com, for more resources and follow us on Facebook at BFC Family for service updates and other helpful articles. You are loved. Have a great day.